Hi, I am Ellie Christine, and my song for MGP is Touch of Venus. And this is Building Bridges. Building Bridges. You're good to go. Oh, what do we say at the beginning again? Because Sebi starts, and Sebi's not here. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is Building Bridges podcast. What do we say? Oh my God, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I know, and, and he has to say, hi, I'm Sebi, and then you say... I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And you can see how chaotic this is for us, because we're down <laughs> a man. I think this is the first episode Sebi's ever missed, so the two of us are in complete chaos. Very hectic. Oh my God, and you're up to no good. So this is Building Bridges podcast, and um, we would like to welcome you all to in this episode. Uh, I do apologize on behalf of Sebi. Yeah, of course, he is yeah. a, a baby. Baby, and he is still in university and he of course has his thesis presentation this week so we wish him all the best of luck on that but uh, the result of that means that we've been abandoned and um, we're, we're left to talk about the week that was all by ourselves and we uh, we do have a nice article up on our website buildingbridgespod.com that kind of summarizes the biggest points of the week but we haven't spoken about it and I think obviously the biggest one especially given the, the interviews we've been doing has to be Norway has to be Melody Grand Prix Jan, you saw little snippets. Um, do you think the best three got through? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, uh, I think that the MGP is like trying to, you know, serve great national final of the year. And I think that all like God Minister Ingrid and Margaret Berger, like they all did an amazing job. I somehow from the lineup, which was... I was expecting pretty much the same lineup to qualify. So that didn't really, you know, for me, it didn't get there as a surprise, really. But yeah, I have a feeling that like um, MGP is um, saving, you know, a lot of surprises for, for every week. This Saturday will be no different for that matter. No, I'd, I'd love to know. And I don't know if they'll put the uh, data out after the shows are all over. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Ingrid maybe stole the spot from Matilda, as Pete said, and uh, Chris Archer and Slam Dunk. The uh, the interview we had last week with them was so great. I really thought with their energy they might qualify, but yes. I, I have a feeling they were fourth at the end of the day, but I guess we'll have to wait and see if they publish that information. It was a good show. There was a little interruption that we, we won't get into, but uh, otherwise, very, very good start in Norway, I think. What about Lithuania? That's our next big one. And I have to I have to confess, I've been a bad boy. I haven't seen them yet. So you'll have to take us through the first heats uh, in Lithuania, Jan. No, it was, I mean, it was also like, it was kind of a surprise because like Lithuania is, it wasn't maybe the most exciting national final everybody was like waiting for, like general wise, not like not necessarily my opinion. Uh, but like with, with heat one, they started to deliver and also Sylvester Belt, um, performed his look telk and he pretty much went viral on social media. Obviously, VB Gang and Kaboom. So it was pretty much such a such a great such a great um, Saturday, I would say, such a great start. You know, like you can already feel that Eurovision is getting closer and closer every week. And really, there wasn't much going. I mean, I I don't I've, I've seen it, but I don't want to look at it again. I've seen the the calendar for February. This is nothing. Last Saturday, we had Moldova do their I guess their first rounds their live show right their first rehearsals that ended and then we had a norway and lithuania kind of at the same time which is why i didn't see lithuania and i never had time but uh 
this week we're going to throw St. Lowell in. We've got the Luxembourg Song Contest coming up. Vid beers coming up. Like Melody Festival, and we'll start in two or three weeks. Like it's it's just going to be crazy. I think. Um, you before we before we go to next month, let's just make a quick brief of what is going on on uh, February for us because you mentioned it before. On the first uh, day of the month, we will have a semi-final two for uh, Benidorm. Then one of the... Um, and we will get, like, on 3rd of February, we will have, like... a. He- it, it won't be Super Saturday. It's going to be a hectic Saturday because we will have MGP on 3rd, uh, following by Heat 1 in Melody Festival in Sweden, Heat 4 for Lithuania, semi-final for Supernova in Latvia, Malta Eurovision Song Contests, you know, stuff like that, Benny Dorm, Vidbir. So it's going to be huge, huge, huge amount of the shows coming up in February. So you should pretty much just cancel all of your plans now <laughs> from February till May, because otherwise you shouldn't really consider yourself a Eurovision fan joke, obviously. But like your Saturdays are somehow, already booked. You know where you're going to be. Yes. You're at home. You're looking for as many screens as possible. VPNs, the whole works. Yes. Grab all of the laptops. Also the ones that, do- that, that doesn't work anymore since like 2011, you know, just yeah. make that happen. <laughs> Connect to your, you know, to the website which is connecting the, the national final and you're all set yeah and, and and to get back to moldova their national final will also be in february i believe i forget the exact date uh but they've got 11 finalists and i guess the one that stands out would be natalia babu who of course was in eurovision before yes exactly so um uh, the final of uh, etapa nazionale is going to be on 17th of february also one of those hectic saturdays which they're like coming up and uh, moldova obviously again you know they they they, um, they have to be, you know, a little bit different. They're like just like San Marino. You know? they're, they're trying to to <laughs> get, you know, out of the um, how would I, how would I say in, in, in the right way? I mean, you can definitely highlight whatever they do because it's 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 outstanding. Like, I mean, you have pretty much huge amount of artists. You usually have the one which you know from the beginning. It's probably going to travel to to in that case to Malmö. Yes, I mean, I mean, Moldova and Moldova is super fun. Super, super. Fun. I would say it's a super fun uncle of the family, the one who's always you know making everybody laugh behind the table. This is and we, Moldova and Europe. We had a good laugh actually on Saturday because I got uh, I got a phone call from Sebi who was studying but also trying to watch Etapa Nazionale, the, the rehearsals or these these first rounds. And uh, he actually made a, a TikTok on our TikTok at Building Bridges Pod about his experience trying to watch uh, Etapa Nazionale. Do you see that? The, the, the internet kept buffering like you couldn't get a full stream on YouTube because it was like jumping every 10 seconds. You couldn't see it. Like TikTok is somehow I, I I found myself, you know, trying not to go to TikTok as often as I could because, like, I realized that, like, as soon as I go intentionally on TikTok, I can spend hours and hours over there. <laughs> and, like, I opened it just right before we started recording this episode, Dave, and I died when, that, when I saw that particular Moldova TikTok. And I was like, yes, this, this that screams Moldova. At the end of the day, they, they got their top 11 not 10 they got their top 11 and you know it's it's um it's a great way to to to, to start the season it is and we've also been getting uh, some comments and some some likes on tiktok because we posted one this morning about austria's 2024 artist colleen i look so good i'm gonna
who has been on the Eurovision stage before. Sebi, of course, knows everything Austria, and he dug up. She was the stand-in artist for none other than Eleni Fuera in 2018, and she got to sing and perform Fuego on stage in Lisbon before the delegations actually got there for the rehearsal footage. Yes, I mean, I think all, all of the fans, uh, usually they're always eager to see all this kind of standing performances, especially from the ones when, you know, when you prefer a song, can you just see, because some of those artists, they do perform the song live. Some of them, they, they do it on, on the playback. But like Colleen, she was actually, you know, she was performing it in a way as she should. And it was really, really, really good. I mean, like it was definitely, I would say that we are definitely in a treat for, for getting um, a nice song, a nice performance from her. It's been quite some time since like there was a country where I enjoyed for so many years in a row. There's no secret. I enjoyed Halo uh, by, by Lumix and Pia Maria. I mean, that's definitely no secret. Uh, I mean, my my endless love for Taya and Selena, our dear friends of our podcast, we should pretty much just name the podcast after them, I would say, because, <laughs> you know, why not? And ov obviously, uh, in my opinion, Kaline sounds an, like an amazing choice for Austria. And because you said that she, you know, she was she was a part of that uh, Eurovision stage already as, um, uh, as a stand-in. She was uh, also doing some producing stuff in the past. And I think that was one of the best, you know, choices for them to go and to, you know, select her. She was, as we said, sending artists for, for uh, if I'm not for, for Cyprus, for Lithuania. Um, she was also a standing artist for uh, Slovenia that year, uh, Finland wow. and Belgium. Um, she also showed her skills as a creative director at uh, Junior Eurovision, both for Spain and Bulgaria in 2021 and for Spain in 2022 as a stage manager at Junior Eurovision last year, I mean in 2022. And uh, she was also a part of a creative team of Marvin Dietzmann at the Eurovision last year. So she definitely, definitely knows what she's doing, I think, while being already that experienced being as a lead artist on the Eurovision. Yeah, so this this was pretty much meant to be. She was eventually somewhere, somehow, some way, she was going to make her own performance on the Eurovision stage under her own name. So she gets to do it for her home country now this year in Malmo. So that should be incredible. If you want to know more information about her, of course, check the article out on our website. And if you want to see her perform Fuego from, oh my God, is that really six years ago? Last, uh, no, last two notes, actually, because we can't forget Georgia, who also announced out of nowhere as well that their representative in Malmö will be Nutsa Butsaladze. I hope I said that right. Today we're one, together as one. Let people see that you believe you're strong in your grief. Remember the day, today I can say. So when I saw that she will, you know, that she will, uh, she will represent Georgia, I was like, finally, it was all about the time. I was actually, I actually met Nutsa in 2021. Uh, I attended uh, Kanga Magica with Martina Maerle in Albania, and she was representing Georgia, Nutsa, at the time. And and when she when she started singing, wow! I mean, she was like everybody were like in in the venue. Everybody went like, wow, this is like really something. Like she really is like 
you could easily say she's a new generation of Georgian powerhouse. And I expect nothing but a flawless production, a flawless song from her. And I hope she, you know, ended this Georgia's streak of non-qualification. The submissions are open. So to all the songwriters listening to that, feel free to jump on Billy Bridges pod.com where you will see all the details regarding georgia's submissions for nutza's song and yes i mean wow i mean I, i'm always saying that since this big season, season started i would say it's a fantastic year already um yeah i didn't know anything about her until the announcements um but i found video i mean she did american idol last year and did quite well i saw yes. a video of her on on youtube she performed the u.s anthem at a lakers game in los angeles which is yes, incredible we even asked to do that and she did an amazing job maybe 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 georgia can finally qualify again after eight years they haven't been in a final since the last time eurovision was in sweden in stockholm i, I remember let's say north macedonia they, they were struggling with with um, qualifications to the grand final of eurovisions for eurovision for so long the only thing they needed was the right song and that was you know tamara Todoska and, and when she you know went all the way through so i mean this is everything that's all at the all that it's about so you need to have a good song and that's pretty much it there's no recipe there's no uh, secret agenda you just need to come deliver and achieve and maybe ask Laureen for some songwriting advice and speaking of that the our Ireland top five our Eurosong top five is out and uh, with with Luxembourg and Ukraine also getting ready to pick soon those top fives are also up on our social media so be sure to check those out let us know if you agree disagree think we're spot-on think we're crazy let us know I think, uh, Jan, it's time to move on to why we're really here. It's to, I guess, celebrate and commemorate the fact that this Saturday is Heat 2 of Memory Grand Prix in Oslo, in Norway. And we had the pleasure very recently to speak to Ellie Christine, who is representing, or hoping to represent her country, I should say, with the song. Which is called Touch of Venus. And here's the interview with Ellie Christine. Ellie, it's so nice to have you here. Thank you for agreeing to talk to us, first of all. Maybe start about your background. You're an opera singer, of course, which might not be the most common genre in Eurovision. And you also computed in, my Norwegian isn't the best, but a Stjernekamp in 2013. Yeah. Stjernekamp was great, actually, because I started out as a pop singer. I mean, first folk singer. I mean, first a dancer, actress, and then folk music, pop music. And I was supposed to be the new... Um, Madonna or the new Michael Jackson Obvious. or whatever. So that was my, you know, main goal. So uh, needless to say, I'm a, I'm a giant fiasco <laughs> because I, did, I didn't make that. I went into opera instead, eventually, after some years. So my background is kind of a multi-genred. And that's, that's also why it was so wonderful to take part in Stjernekamp because people had forgotten that I actually sang other things than opera before. I almost had forgotten myself. It was kind of uh, putting... The teenage Ellie Christine back on stage and and you know I thought that that was a box that was just closed and pinned and you know this is over and I realized together with the Norwegian audience that it wasn't over at all I'm still 16 <laughs> <laughs> of course I mean this is why we are here anyway so it's it's time for MGP tell me what is actually the idea come from to actually enter MGP exactly this year so was that probably I suppose the right song right yes it was the right song and but I had no idea that I had to write it myself to to make it happen. 
you know. So it has been a long process. I've written many songs with uh, different, very capable songwriters, but I, I didn't get the kind of the any touch that I, that I wanted on it. So this year I was teamed together with uh, Romy Graf Janssen and that was just the perfect match. So he started to, after we had talked a lot uh, about what we wanted to do and, and we also, we met in this to, for me to do a little bit of opera in the end or the beginning, we didn't know, but it had to be a big song because it's not like, like I, I said to him, I cannot just put my classical voice on top of anything. You know, it has to be musical, you know, I'm a musician. It has to be right. It has to feel right and you know, so it's just not like spice that is not needed for that dish, you know. When you know it's the right yeah. song, you can feel it. And I have had such a good feeling with this song. It only he he just built this musical carpet for me to dance on. And I immediately felt the melody. So I started to, to make the melody on top of music uh, foundation. And then the lyrics came to me and it was kind of one day we had it. And it was a good feeling. And also, since I could write it myself and I know my voice, <laughs> I could <laughs> kind of build build up to that moment so it wouldn't feel stupid or ridiculous to put to add a, a little extra operatic notes in the end. So let's let's talk about the end product for a second because we can certainly hear your opera training on the track, but the song mm. itself isn't isn't pure opera. So how, how yeah. would you how would you define it? Is it a pop song? Is it popra? What is it? I would say it's a it's a James Bond song. It's it's the closest I get. It's just I think I would just place it there because it's, it's like you said it's not actually popular either because it's to me the genres has, has become more and more intertwined uh, in the beginning when I started to train for classical music I felt like pop music was here and classical music was all way over here and now I've been using you know every year in between to kind of get these two together it's fun to actually be able to do that in MGP well uh, you already mentioned that you wrote this song so um, can you tell us what does the song mean for you what did you have in mind when you wrote it a touch of venus is a touch of the love god you know yeah. and uh, i've always felt this kind of self-esteem from within like when people have tried to push me down or to to tell me that i don't belong there or i couldn't do this i couldn't do that you know, the things that people do to you. I always thought, really? Yes, I think I can. You know, this strength within. And also, I have been experiencing in life pretty hard times and been at my lowest. I realized uh, in those moments when you feel so weak, vulnerable, alone, outcast, that's when you need to find your inner strength and your inner love. So that's actually what it means that... You need to be nicer to yourself and to give yourself that little pet of love, that little touch of Venus. Would you gift touch of uh, Venus to yourself back in the time when you, you were saying like you were, you know, on, on your lowest and when you, when you didn't feel right exactly? Would, would that be a song you would give to yourself to motivate you to say, you know, there's a lot of nice things coming up for you? Like you should go and you should, you know, enjoy whatever is it for you in the cards. Yes, 
Absolutely. And that's, I think that's why I wrote it as well, the, the lyrics that way, because my eldest, uh, my daughter, she is uh, 14 now, Johanna Isabel, and I can see myself uh, in her. Of course, she is, I made a copy, so she's just like me, but um, I mean, she's 14 and I'm so happy that I'm not 14 again. Oh, I know. You know, I, oh I know. God, it was awful. <laughs> and and today you have social media awful and Snapchat awful and you have all the awful things that goes with it. And so I would like to tell her and everybody that you are good enough. You are strong enough. You can do whatever you want. So I was so happy. My uh, One of my best friends, her daughter, she's eight now, and she just loves this song. And she said, do you know, mom, when I listen to this song, I feel like I'm a superwoman. I can do anything. But I mean, kids are and honest, you know, so this is like probably the best possible re reaction you can get while have writing a song like that. Yeah. And that was, I was just, she's so spot on. How can, <laughs> how can she know, you know, though she felt that that was that was what the song was about, and it is. Be a superwoman or be a superman in your life. That's the magic of Eurovision as well. You don't have to speak the language, or you don't even have to, you know, be in the right age, maybe, but you can still feel what a song is supposed to transmit. But yeah, speaking of Eurovision, uh, have you followed it in the past? Is this something you watch frequently, or are you now getting into it through MGP? Oh no, I've always watched MGP. I just thought when I became an opera singer, you know, that that door is closed. <laughs> forever so when i was approached by the mgp in norway i was like huh seriously have you met me you know? yeah. I, and then of course i was super excited because it, it has been a dream ever since i was a child so yeah. to be able to participate now it, it's big so yeah. sebi here is going to take us through a little um i guess activity we can call it but while he yeah. sets that while he sets that up um we've been asking the um the other artists uh this week that we've spoken to did you watch the first show last saturday some artists want to see everything and some are like no 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 i just want to focus on my own performance right so what 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 did side of that did you take actually i had a concert so i uh, kind of watched listened in the car on my way home from, mm. from my concert. So I didn't see everything, but I heard everything. I think it's, I think it was, it, it, the sound was great. First of all, I'm a sound freak, you know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I really loved the sound and uh, I, I liked, I liked everything about the show, actually. And yes. also the songs were great. I'd also pick the three that I thought would move on so the fan the favorites of the heat tell us something also about about touch of, touch of venus like i imagine it would be difficult for you to move around a lot while singing a song like touch of venus you know so how were you able to mm. stage such a song well i am um, i will be alone on stage since it's, it's all about finding your inner, inner strength it would be kind of stupid to have like five dancers helping you find the inner <laughs> strength <laughs> but uh so of course i'm alone and also uh i have this uh, yeah i have uh, a costume that i cannot let move uh, jump jump up and down in but i will uh, move a little bit of course it's mainly a park and bark song it's also because i'm singing everything live you know people think that you know you do this <laughs> in the beginning and stuff like that people would think that oh that's on tape but uh, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm doing it <laughs> 
that's amazing. I mean, we are also excited to see that. Um, I think that the the preparations are probably already underway, right? For you also to 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 get ready for the big show. Yeah, I'm going in tomorrow. Okay, so I had a costume right? fitting today, and then uh, and then the first rehearsal will be tomorrow. So before we go off and let you prepare for tomorrow, we want to play a little game with you since you are the yeah. expert in the round. Um, First, opera isn't that frequent in Eurovision, but it has been in Eurovision. And now imagine you are one of the official judges of Eurovision and you have to judge a few opera songs. We will show you Ooh, them. And you okay. I remember that dress, you know, yes. the flower all over. I, I thought it was quite astonishing. And she's a good singer, too. From Elina, we can move on to the next one, Sebi. So you tell us if you remember this one. This one has been from Croatia the year before in 2017. Do your best, take a chance, dare a dream and make it real. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this one you remember? I remember. Uh, I remember. Yeah. He was singing a duet with himself. That was the joke about this because one he turned around and he sang opera and then he sang you know regular pop again. Ah, uh, yeah, right. You see, this is I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, um, you know, for people, <laughs> but. <laughs> To me, this uh, this kind of to me this is what the opera world is fighting against, kind of you know because you should yeah have you have you yeah take it seriously because I have fun with music and fun with myself, but I'm I'm very particular with uh, the art, mm -hmm. you know yeah. the art form. To me, this is uh, a bit strange because I usually love Croatia and Serbia. Who 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 is from Serbia? Is it Jan? No, I'm from Slovenia. Yeah, but I I live. Ah, uh, yeah, you were from Slovenia. Yeah, bordering with with Croatia, like an hour yeah. by car, but it's yeah. still not so bordering. <laughs> you know the issue, the issues of small countries. What if we go on the next one, Sebi? Which one do we have up next? We have one last one Difficult. for you. I can tell you the next one was singing very well, but it also was uh, seen as a weird entry just for the stage shows. This was Romanian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super cool. That's the contratenor. He actually calls himself the voice, doesn't he? That's quite... Uh, only a contra, a contra tenor can call himself the voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that that was a super, super performance. That yeah, one. it was. So all, cool. It was all what Eurovision is about, I think, or at this point, yeah, also yeah. like MGP. Like, I mean, you know, music is no competition. So it's pretty much just, it's a great mm -hmm. showcase about what what the artist can do. And, you know, it's it's this is pretty much yeah. all what it's all about. And I uh, love uh, the fact that it's about the vocal 
you know. And you'll bring a different nuance maybe to the opera scene in Eurovision because I don't expect you to. I expect you to do it very well and very seriously, as you said. So I hope so. We're so hyped and super excited. And thank you so much uh, for your time, for taking your minutes to, um, you know, to talk to us. Do you have any final words or a message maybe for your international fans in and outside of Norway? as well uh, i think the message would be be kind to yourself because you're the only one that knows what you actually need so just be nice just don't hit yourself in the head too much you know we do that all the time other people can do that not you of course thank you so much once again and uh, best of luck at mgp from all of us we will be rooting for you from each and every one from its own you know country and 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 all the best. Thank you so much. I need all the support I can get. And that was Ellie, Christine, and I. I really enjoyed that interview. She was really, really, really nice. And I'm hoping that she will, you know, deliver as she as she did. She's a, a professional singer and, and we should really have no doubt in her about performing. And Very professional. Happy. She knows her stuff. I mean... Uh, if you follow her on Instagram, I mean, you've seen some of the performances she does. Like, of course, most of them are, are opera-based, but, I mean, flawless every time. I do wonder, though, I mean, she's in a tough heat. Farida is opening. Uh, Milio is in there, too. She's performing third of six in the heat on Saturday. And right after her is uh, a song that's gone viral to a certain extent. I think My AI by Super Rob and Erica Norwich. And then um, you've got Dog Eric Oxwald and Anne Fargamo with Judged Tenderly of Me, fifth. And then Gota are closing the show. So a real bloodbath, I think, this Saturday. So we wish Ellie the best of luck and our fingers are crossed for it. Exactly. So, and that was pretty much it. We would like to thank you for, for being with us. Please keep an eye on buildingbridgespot.com to our social media. We'll also, we are also building Bridgespot pretty much everywhere. We will be with you very soon. Yeah. Yeah, so we might have a surprise coming up for next week. There might be more than one interview coming for Heat 3. So keep an eye on our socials for that. Maybe. Maybe. Forse. You know, that would be <laughs> Valentina Moneta's word. Yeah, she's, she's popping up as this uh, interval act in Heat 3 of uh, Melody Grand Prix. But don't tell anybody. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm booking my plane to, to Norway. <laughs> All right. See you soon, Tak. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.